This is Amber. And this is Shannon. And you're listening to Twin Beaks, the Chicken Fanatics podcast. It's fucking great. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 24 of the Twin Twin Beaks Beaks Chicken Podcast. My name's Shannon. I'm Amber. And welcome to the podcast. Uh, Check us out at TwinBeaksChickenPodcast.com and on Facebook under the same name. We'll give you more on how to find us later. Uh, We've got a lot of fun things to talk about on the show. There's a festival out there that we went and uh, visited just today, the uh, Chicken Festival in Fair Oaks, and we'll be talking about that. But before we get to that, why don't we have our chicken update? What's going on with the flock at home, Amber? All right. So something very interesting happened in the last few weeks, and it has to do with a very intense heat spell, or at least I believe. I have a Barnavelder that's had ascites since she was about six months old. She um, is probably about a year and a half to two years old now. And ascites is a water retention problem that causes them to swell up in their abdomen. And it can be lethal, but it can also be treated by draining it. And we've just been keeping an eye on her. So when... You first talked about this problem, discovered this problem. <laughs> yes. Very nervous, mm-hmm. understandably. Chicken swelling up weird, that can't be yeah. good. Yeah. And I said, what? I said, you know, it's funny. I've seen my birds do that before, and I've mm-hmm. had a lot of chickens over time, but I never really did anything about it. I always thought it was from them just um, having a lot of years of laying eggs, mm-hmm. you know? And um, I'd had a couple of birds die here and there, and I didn't Mm -hmm. always know why, but I just, I never thought that that was a problem or did anything about it. And you were talking about, let's drain this bird, giant Mm -hmm. surgery, watching all these videos. And then in the end, finding the supplies for that task seemed to be prohibitive. Right. And we just let it go. And it hadn't been getting any bigger. It kind of stayed the size of a small grapefruit. Right. It's kind of hard. wasn't squishy. Uh, I knew that I could do the procedure if it continued to get worse. Um, If you guys want to know more about ascites, we have an episode, actually. It's called Help, My Chicken is Sagging. And um, Oh, yeah. Hugely (laughs) popular episode, that one. (laughs) Extensive information on um, your saggy hen, then you can go check that out. More than you could want to know. Yeah, more than anyone needs to know about it. But um, so this miraculous thing that happened, and I'm not sure if hallelujah. It's, yes, hallelujah. Um, after this heat spell, I went to do my regular check on her to see how her ascites was doing, and instead of finding like a baseball-sized you know, round, water, hard kind of water balloon feeling thing on the underside of her abdomen. It was just a, a, a like, loose skin. It felt like there there was just a little bit of something squishy down there, but, but it had gone away. 
Mm. And um, I don't know if this is the case, and I don't know if it will come back. We'll keep you updated on what happens with this hen. But it's it's barely there. It actually seems to be getting a little smaller. And the only thing I could think of was that with all this panting and all this heat, they have plenty of access to water, but somehow maybe the, um, I know chickens don't sweat, but they um, they perspirate through their, their breathing and, sure. and, and other, other ways. The Coleman waddles, yeah. Yeah, they're Coleman waddles. And I thought maybe maybe the water just evaporated. Cooked it off. I don't know. <laughs> the heat wave cooked it off. Yeah, as of now, it's a, it's miracle. a mystery. I went on this chicken med or chicken vet um, group on Facebook and um, asked people on there, and it's a pretty knowledgeable group of folks who are interested in um, how to treat their own chickens. And um, nobody had any anything to say about it no one had ever experienced hmm. something like that so it's a bit mysterious spontaneous remission yeah but it just makes me wonder how many happy. times that happened to my birds and then it just the same right. thing happened i did read of people when i was learning about it they said that sometimes the chickens will get it and they'll live forever with it Right. Um, well, not forever, but their normal lifespan, whatever that is, um, <laughs> and not die of the ascites. <laughs> they get ascites and gain chicken immortality. Yes. Da, da, da. If your chicken gets ascites, <laughs> it will live forever. Yes. So, there can be only one. <laughs> but, yeah, um, there's not, nothing about it, so it's, uh, it's very interesting. I mean, some people do say it, it ends up clearing uh, up on its own, but... I don't know. The the last full moon, I saw the rest of the hens. They were all walking in a circle. Mm. Were they going counterclockwise? Mm. Exactly around her. Their food bowl? No, around her. Huh? Yeah, and oh my. maybe, maybe wow, that has Shannon. something to do with it. I think I think you're onto something. Probably not. Our chickens are doing some some foul foul activities under the full moonlight. Well, that's what happens when you let them run wild. It sounds kind of like Macbeth. <laughs> so Amber um, got brave and decided to let her hens venture out into the yard. Yeah, Ooh, did. A little scary since half the yard's fencing is non-optimal. But, you know, they were getting kind of bored, I think, of being in there. Yeah. So we let them out into rotting fruit heaven. <laughs> yeah, we have apples, persimmons, pears, grapes almonds um am i forgetting anything uh, i think pears persimmons yeah we've got a lot of fruit trees and, and they're all marginal because we just moved in so they aren't kept yeah they've all. been kind of like left to their own devices for i think two years no one has lived in this house well assuming that there were people taking care of them before mm, which based yeah. on the condition of the house would shock me right i don't i don't <laughs> think so maybe they didn't do anything for the house yeah. but they just took immaculate care of, of their the fruit, fruit tre trees i don't think so no but suffice it to say we have rotting fruit all over the ground so the chickens Mad. were just having a fiesta out there. Mm -hmm. They were, yeah, a whole virtual cornucopia for chickens. I actually saw chickens flinging persimmons. <laughs> you did? Yeah, they'd pick them up and that throw them. That was really cute. It oh, was, my God. Because they're trying to break it up mm -hmm. into bite size. That is so cute. Oh, my God. So, yeah, instead of scouring the yard... Uh, they they eat all the fruit mm -hmm. and then they hang out on the back porch waiting for us. They see us through the window, so they sit there and just 
poop right outside our back door. Um, <laughs> staring, staring at us. <laughs> staring at us through the French doors, their little inquisitive longing faces going, I know you have good food in there. Well, they've been in here too. Oh yeah, when you leave it open, they come in the house. No, I mean like you brought them in during the heat oh, wave, which <laughs> that's is part, right. which is something we should mention. <laughs> oh yeah. So we had an epic heat wave. Like it got to here. be like a hundred and ten one day. Fourteen. Yeah, it was crazy. One hundred fourteen, I yeah. think, is what I saw. It was insane. And uh, the local people here say, yeah, it's never like this, and. Amber decided to just bring the chickens in. So they could have the air conditioning. I wanted to set up that thing. Um, I wanted to set up the, the thing we saw that that guy did in Death Valley with the shallow pan full of water with bricks oh, yeah. in it. Yeah. But there just wasn't time to get that done before the heat wave came. And that is bird killing temps, yeah. even in the shade. So they all came inside and we or Amber tarped out the laundry room and yeah, the birds got a couple days of, <laughs> of air conditioning, which yeah. I suspect they remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They seem to like it. And uh, boy, well, did they make a mess. Boy, they're all sitting oh boy. out a few days later. They're all, when Amber lets them out into the yard, they're all sitting lined up outside of the panting. French doors panting <laughs> because it's still hot. It's not, horrible hot but it's hot yeah and i think it's <laughs> at first i thought it was the food scraps but the more i thought about it no i think it's that they they know it's cold in there <laughs> but they're so funny just sitting out there but we're gonna have to build an enclosure because they're um, of course they're eating all the they devoured two of my plants that immediately I there. immediately yeah. they have so many things to eat in the yard the yard's half an acre oh yeah and, they went and there's right like after. three house plants yeah there's like two house plants and they went right and just like kill those immediately them. I was so mad. It was at the so chicken. cute. Amber Amber saw them eating the plant and then she decided she'd move the plant about ten feet away and then try it over there and the, No, I got distracted. They were like, Why did you move the feeding trough? Oh, but no, I was We don't understand, inside. but okay. And, and then, then they I, nuked it. <laughs> it was so sad. I just got distracted that and but I think that the plants will grow back. But anyway, that was that was a very fun adventure. Thank God for tarps and the um, high speed jet setting on the hose. So. <laughs> don't just count on um that makes it sound like you took tarps and the chickens to, or and the hose to the chickens for eating your house plants uh. <laughs> <laughs> no she means from after having them inside yes but uh eat the house plants get the hose get, get the hose well jeez <laughs> so yeah that Silence just goes to show chickens. you don't even if you've got a backyard full of rotting fruit and a compost pile and you think, oh, I can let the chickens out. And they're not going to go straight for that one fragile plant that I just got growing. Yeah. Don't, don't think that. No. No, they will. Chickens are a-holes. They will. <laughs> <laughs> Amber says, with love, brought to you by the chick. Uh, and I love them. Yes. I love them. Brought to you by the Twin Beaks I'm Chicken so Podcast. Torn. Chickens are assholes and we love them. <gasps> Did you just say that? You said it. A-holes. That's what you said. A-holes. Uh, we'll see. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so so I think that pretty much uh, kills our family friendly rating and ends the chicken update, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, try to okay. behave from now on. Uh, yeah. Young people uh, use better words. Yeah. You're smart. You can do it. Yeah. 
Speak like gentlemen and ladies. And now for something intellectual. Yes. We will yes. take a peek into Amber's cabinet. Yes, my cabinet. I'm very curious. Chicken curiosities. So. <laughs> What's in there? In Key West, Florida. Mm-hmm. We just had a big hurricane there. Yes, yes. And this incredible person decided to rescue chickens. They took their time to do this. Um, They have these chickens that are feral that the locals call their gypsy chickens. Not even pet chickens, just ferals. They're feral chickens um, to just roam the town. And this person um, gathered them up, and it was kind of funny. They were wrapped in newspaper. They look kind of like a little burrito with their wings tucked down and their legs They do look them. like they've just been sandwich wrapped. Yeah, they look like they're <laughs> packaged and ready to go home for um, some sort of fancy dinner. And um, it was crazy in the car. They showed a picture of them in the backseat of the car and they have them like kind of staggered so that like um, one will have its head at the front of the of the seat and the next one will have its head at the back of the front seat so they i guess they don't peck each other while they're right. doing that and um they drove them with the air conditioning on somewhere safe and kept them out of harm's way till the hurricane was finished mm-hmm. and um you know a lot of people unfortunately i shared it and i found that a lot of people said oh isn't that cruel isn't there better way there's better ways to transport them and the answer is yes both both of those questions the answer is yes okay Mm -hmm. yeah but i but i like to say you know sometimes in an emergency situation you use what you have around and it might not be the most ideal thing and it might be uncomfortable for the animal but the thing is is um you're protecting it from greater harm and i being dead yeah and i think (laughs) that that's what this person had in mind but um honestly the better way to transport chickens would be like in a brown paper grocery bag with like Mm. little um clothespins on the top because yeah that'd be better they kind of they kind of go to sleep um when it's dark and then they can go to the bathroom a little easier yeah they they feel a little bit less stress and stuff like that yeah if you can tape them into a grocery bag yeah but i but i gotta give it to this person like way to go like when your own life is in danger maybe family members all kinds of things going through your mind of of the panic and the the worries that you have that you would go you know scrounge up some tape and newspaper and cap you know chase after wild chickens which yeah. are got cannot be easy to catch no and, and yeah that's a good how did they even do that yeah, feral I mean, chickens i gotta really applaud that person's effort for maybe it's for like these that. other animals we see and they just know like mm-hmm. i'm in some trouble here you know honestly working at the the wildlife rescue animals do seem to behave differently like they can tell that you're going to help them and they know to hold still and they, well yeah they have an interesting... It's like those guys, I saw this video, they found this pelican standing on mm-hmm. the edge of a pier that had this giant gnarly fish hook thing through its beak. Mm-hmm. And a pelican can mess you up. I mean, that's like a two-foot blade yeah. on a two-foot whip, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and if yeah. they want to... Um, I think I've actually mentioned it on the show before that herons can kill people. Yeah, they poke you through the eye. Or right between the ribs. Mm-hmm. But anyway, and this guy just 
walks up to this thing and bear hugs it and then this other guy grabs it by the head and i'm waiting for it to lose its cool mm-hmm. and it just yeah so anyway i think they know so maybe yeah. that's how she caught him and that's quite a rabbit trail but yeah <laughs> there you go very interesting though quite a quite a hero i almost want to yeah mention... just just to yeah go ahead and if you can find it that'd be cool but um you know maybe this person was driving by on the way out and saw the chickens and is like what do I have you know sure Mm -hmm. there would be better ways to do things but you know you don't teach people to um you know compress wounds in the forest with moss because moss is the best thing to use you teach them that because that's what's around I thought it was really clever the way I mean, I don't even think I would have thought of this to take newspaper and just wrap them like a sandwich and tape it shut so that they can't flap all over the places. Yeah, That's, yeah. And, you know, if they just threw them into the car, then you'd have a dozen feral chickens flapping Flap, all over, flapping all over climbing way. under your feet. Mm-hmm. You know, who yeah. knows what? Yeah. So, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, kudos to this person for taking the initiative, caring enough, and then yeah. coming up with a f- fairly adaptive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. You know, especially if they I'm don't gonna, have I'll any tell training. you what, I'll remember like, doing that's that. That's cool. Because you never know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it says in this article, I was trying to find out who was responsible for this. It says mm-hmm. the residents. So that kind of implies. Um, more than one person. Um, it mentions one person, Jayish Manny. I wonder if they'd be okay if they could just hop up into trees, wait for a while. Mm. Might have a hard time finding food, I guess. But maybe some of them. I know that chickens have a hard time keeping themselves warm once they get their feathers wet. Yeah. So, no, I'm sure that there were there yeah. were. Live safe and, there. And of course, if it's flooding, um, they're not the best swimmers. I think they may have perished. So at any rate, folks, um, if you can find the story online, it's worth looking at just mm-hmm. to see the technique in case you ever find yourself in a situation where you need mm-hmm. to rapidly confine a bird and have nothing around but some paper and tape. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and another way is like paper grocery bags and clothespins are are a great way or to tape yeah 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 mm-hmm. or tape but you know whatever you can do dark quiet uh, well, it's always good possible anyway so let's take a look at what else yeah, we've got there, a really interesting article came my way shannon found this for me um it's about the houston zoo and they oh, have yeah. a program now um where they have found that hens are such amazing surrogate mothers that they're running a program which has hens hatching and rearing rare endangered bird species where sometimes the parents aren't quite so devoted or you know right. enthusiastic about this whole process there's a big problem with getting animals to reproduce in captivity because mm-hmm. i mean it's I'm pretty sure that this is the the 
believed reason why is just because the environment and conditions are so foreign that their mating process doesn't work. Yeah, and I would imagine that stress might have a lot to do with that. I know that they adapt. Kind of like trapping people in an Ikea. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, just... <laughs> might not be the most romantic setting, really. Anyway, sorry about that. That's but... fine. Yeah, so... That's very cool. Yeah. They've got some birds right now, some hens raising... 20, 20 hens. The... Well, they have 20 chickens at the okay. zoo. Okay. Yeah. They got 20 chickens, Shannon says, and um, they are raising um, some two blue-billed curacaos. So that's that's a pretty cool thing. And they also, when they're not raising the endangered species birds, they are free to roam around the zoo and uh, receive handouts from people and just yep. kind of cruise around. So the people like them because it's a more it's an that they, it's an animal they can get interact with more directly. Mm -hmm. More approachable. They leave um, water dishes and food and such out on the trails so that um, the chickens can just go do their thing, interact with people. They also clean up uh, spilt food mm. in the in some of the animals enclosures oh. and they uh provide eggs for the diet for the animals ah, which is yes. handy in a zoo I, I had an internship at a zoo and uh the people that work at zoos if they're good which they almost always are um go through great pains f to have good diet mm -hmm. you know it's not just throw a bowl of kibble and walk away they're they're mm -hmm. mixing things that's they're almost like cooking you mm -hmm. know so they like the eggs there i'm sure yeah very nutritious very mm -hmm. very so yeah that's about all that i have this week in the um cabinet of chicken curiosities yeah. so we can move on to the main segment of our show sure well you know like that story in florida um the thing that struck me about that story in Florida, mm -hmm. not besides it just being clever technique, was that this person, uh, people apparently, mm -hmm. did this for a feral population of chickens. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because when you think of feral animals, you usually think of undesired animals, mm -hmm. you know, like people generally don't want a lot of feral cats around. Mm -hmm. People definitely don't like feral dogs. Yeah. Um, feral <laughs> dogs are a problem. Yeah. Um, you know, feral pigeons, mm -hmm. uh, nuisance animal, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But there are places where there are feral chickens. Yeah. And far from being despised, they're actually um, a thing. They're you celebrated. Know, to use the, celebrated, yes. Yes. Uh, literally. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, our case, we went today to a uh, chicken festival celebration yeah. in uh, one of the two cities we found in California anyway, where, and I guess now I'm hearing about these places all the time, like mm -hmm. I didn't know about this one in Florida either, where there's a feral chicken population mm -hmm. and there's just roosters running down the main street and yeah. hanging out in the park and hens here and there and everywhere and hanging out at cafes people are giving them probably things they shouldn't but mm -hmm. you know they're mm -hmm. chickens they can take it yeah um and yeah so 
radical social acceptance almost, you know, to the point where people are protective about them enough that when mm-hmm. there's a hurricane barreling down on the, a Cat 5 yeah, hurricane? Yeah, big one. Was that the second one? I believe Hard so. Hard to keep track. But, but they were both bad, so They were both way. bad. Right, exactly. A hurricane mm-hmm. is a hurricane. Yeah. No, let me not... Uh, focus on getting myself the heck out of here we have to save the feral chickens yeah, i mean that tells you something are. about people right yeah. so so yes we sallied forth yeah we we spoke about uh i think an episode called a, a chicken about town or something like yes. that was about yuba city where we um happened to stop happened off to just go to a restaurant and realize there was tons of roosters and chickens just roaming about everywhere that was so funny and then we looked on the news to see if something had happened and found out they have a population it's, of feral chickens i really thought yeah. i was losing my mind I when i heard a rooster yeah crowing out of one of those little square bushes we thought it was in the like mall a parking lot setting from someone in the right. restaurant something yeah so that town had quite a large population but the town we went to today is called fair oaks in california it's a little bit east of sacramento and every year they have a chicken festival and this is Mm -hmm. because they have a population of several hundred um feral chickens there and it's not a huge town either no it's it's not big so they've got they're just outside of sacramento yeah. So it's not like a remote farming town or anything. No, it's kind of it's a It's fairly citified. Yeah, like where we saw the chickens roaming around, mm-hmm. it was, you know, the mo- I, I just got to say, like both of these towns, I, I drive through Yuba City on my way to um, Oakland to work, and then this town as well, Fair Oaks, California, the chickens are right next to the roads oftentimes in these sort of like green belt sort of little areas and stuff. And they, Anything not paved. And they seem to know about traffic. I have oh, yet sure. I have yet to see one out in traffic ever. Oh sure. So it's it's kind of cool because that's my my what I imagine most people would be concerned about is oh these chickens running everywhere aren't they a hazard you know jumping in front of cars and causing accidents and yeah they seem to know how to yeah, stay out of trouble. They, it's pretty cool. Sure they do. Um, yeah, all over Central America, people have driveway chickens, and mm-hmm. they're just right up next to the traffic that's going 60 miles an yeah. hour. And, I mean, those people aren't being careful to not hit the chickens. No, <laughs> to no, just they're not. No. It, I mean, generally speaking. Um, and, yeah, you, you learn or or someone else's descendants will, yeah. you know, kind yep. of thing. <clears throat> so, yeah, um, we got there. And um, they're pretty big crowd. Mm-hmm. I mean, people were having to walk in from blocks away, it, it seemed. Mm-hmm. We got lucky with parking. And um, yeah, so let's see. What were some of the fun things there? They had a chicken calling contest. Yeah, that was quaint, wasn't it? That was <laughs> a lawn with the, the straw bales and everybody sitting around. Mm-hmm. And they had some person... I don't know, what do you call in a mascot costume dressed like a A chicken, chicken. (laughs) uh, emceeing it, and people would come up there and give their chicken impressions. You know what I love about those contests? What's that? How hard people try. They really do. Oh, yeah. People had the, you know, they weren't only just like 
clucking around. But they weren't clucking around. Yeah, they were serious. They had little dances, gestures, dances. <laughs> yeah, they did. Really uh, doing some funny things with their neck. Yeah, like a chicken. Yeah, they're calling. Get a few, get a few fair really, beers like into you. Into it, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think maybe that might have. And there was roosters helped. milling around the yeah, audience, the, checking area. out the contestants. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they asked the chickens. Yeah. To judge. <laughs> to judge. Yeah, so they had that, and they had some bands that, mm-hmm. um, you know, played chicken-themed songs. and um, Like an old-time band with, like, wash, yeah. wash tubs. Washboards, washboard, big the, beards, mm-hmm. the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was cool. Singing Ghost Chicken in the Sky. Of course. That was very yeah. cute. And uh, let's see, we went to a cafe there. Mm-hmm. So the... I guess there's kind of two parts to this story. The first part of the story is the festival, and then the second part is the town. And the town is a chicken-friendly town. And, man, can you tell. For one thing, Mm -hmm. there's chicken poop all over the town. Yeah. Everywhere. Uh, I went out to the back of this cafe where... You know, they've got one of those you have to go outside to then get into the bathroom kind of deals. And there's their back fence there. And it was just covered with chicken poop. There was a dumpster back there, too. And there was like well, that was six why, yeah. chickens. Yeah, hanging out by the dumpster. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, nobody seems to mind. No, no one minds at all. One of the employees from the cafe was running outside to get something and the chickens scatter everybody <laughs> everywhere and a bunch of people are looking at him and he looks at us and goes oh no like isn't it funny making the chickens scatter around uh-huh. you know so it seems like the town has just gotten really comfortable with to them yeah. with it which yeah <laughs> it's very interesting i will say one thing though in that it it doesn't. It wasn't really any worse than a city that has a pigeon problem. Yeah, yeah. Because you see pigeon poop. That said, all it looked like a pigeon problem. Yeah, like, but there were. You mentioned that there was. You didn't see a single pigeon there. Yeah, so if that you have was, a problem with pigeons, bring some chickens in. Maybe. Yeah, it makes me wonder. You know, if you have a pigeon problem in your city, if you just mm-hmm. could, you would, do chickens drive them out? I mean, I. It seems to me like, if nothing else, chickens would uh, provide some food competition. Yeah, and chickens are kind of competitive with smaller birds. My pet chicken, Gretel, um, you know, if we were at a cafe and I was feeding him on mm-hmm. the ground, if the little sparrows would come up to try to eat, he didn't like and that, sparrows, huh? he didn't like it. He'd chase them off, So mm. and pigeons, too. Yeah, yeah huh. He didn't like them. So that maybe they, they don't have pigeons there because they've got chickens. Yeah. Which yeah. is something to think about because as far as I'm concerned, that's way better. I think um, I have read that pigeons really are some super, super disease carriers. Oh, yeah. Like really, really. You didn't just read that. You heard it from me. I did okay. a whole, um, I, I built an informational brochure for mm-hmm. uh, the vector control Okay. Of department of the county that I volunteered for when I was in college, mm. and yes, pigeons have nine 
uh, fatal human communicable diseases. Oh, wow. Isn't that something? Yeah, and we Very just rare. about salmonella with the chickens and but those are just, other things. But those are just the fatal ones. Then there's the wow. non-fatal ones, and that list is much bigger. Pigeons are gnarly. Pigeons are gnarly. <laughs> that, that was my conclusion from this Whoa. doing that research was that pigeons are kind of nasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the feral chickens are cleaner. I don't know. You but, know, I think chickens probably are cleaner. I don't know why I think that, but... You're biased. Probably. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so they seem very widely accepted in town. And I got to say, it seems to me like uh, that town is making some money off of their chicken thing, you know? Yeah. The, the businesses there are chicken-themed. Um quite a few of them Mm -hmm. yeah so it's it's kind of like the town mascot deal there very cool it's pretty cool and on their welcome sign to their town it has a picture of a rooster on it right yeah so they really they're proud of their their chicken population so if you're on the chamber of commerce in some unremarkable burbs you know uh what do they call it bedroom community city out there Mm -hmm. maybe flood your city with feral chickens chickens. i'm sure that would make you really popular yeah (laughs) i mean honestly i was observing the chickens um and their interactions with the people around and it was cool because um i don't know just people had such joy and curiosity about them this big big glorious beautiful rooster just coming up to them and people saying oh hello how are you what are you doing um unfortunately i saw a lot of young boys chasing the poor things all around and i had i had wished that the parents would have maybe said something that that's that's not a toy you know it's a it's a creature that's probably already kind of stressed out by all the commotion but um yeah but gosh. but mostly you know even i mean although the boys were enjoying chasing the chickens but i wouldn't recommend I didn't see animals, anything but... too crazy. <laughs> Nothing too crazy. Actually. But, the, but most people were really... The parents um... pretty much reined it in before it got yeah, to... Yeah, yeah. But, you know, people just seem to really, really feel happy seeing them and sharing their food mm-hmm. with them. Yeah, there were some booths by the city. There, I remember that couple of young ladies had the... You called them... I forget. Oh, they're, they're, the, bantams. the bantams, yeah. yeah. I forget what breed they were, but they trained them to like lie there dead on their backs yeah, and stuff like that. They were so cute, cute little. So yeah, there was a lot of um, fascination and love for the chickens there at the Fair Oaks Festival, uh, Fair Oaks Chicken Festival. Yeah. Is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's kind of neat that the city did that. Yeah. And it's also the standard sort of street fair booth scene you know lots of food Mm -hmm. lots of different vendors with like crafty clothes and chiropractor people and psychic people and you know the usual yeah street fair guys so something for everyone chicken lovers and just Mm -hmm. people who like to Mm -hmm. shop and see new things and hear music eat some good food i did see a couple chicken related booths Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, it was cool. One of the things that was very interesting to me is seeing the chicken habitats throughout town. And yeah, could, that's true. Yeah, you could tell where they kind of set up camp. 
and yeah you could it was it was pretty interesting you know sometimes you you might see just like a little tiny three-foot strip on the side of a building and it's got some kind of scraggly thick trees and you look behind there and go oh oh my gosh there's like eight chickens and they're all roosting in this in mm -hmm. this tree and it's quite beautiful to see them in a natural environment like that yeah i yeah. thought it was neat to see the way they just blended into standard city landscaping yeah and kind of gracefully as well they yeah mm -hmm. yeah it was pretty awesome uh, the other thing i noticed that i've been noticing about these feral chicken populations is it's like 70 30 roosters to hens yeah which <clears throat> i know that roosters tend to survive animal attacks better but i suspect that this is mostly due to people going on to craigslist and saying oh wow hens are 35 dollars mm -hmm. um i'm just gonna grab one off the street mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> that is pretty interesting and uh, you boy, all the just the symphony of crowing, all the little voices, big and small. Yeah, it's pretty beautiful to hear. Um, something interesting I've noticed about feral chicken populations in my research of them and looking at them in different cities um, was that a lot of them that seem to do well somewhat resemble some of the um, the jungle fowl. And this wasn't the case so much in Fair Oaks, and that might be because they're more celebrated and pampered and spoiled and fed. But right. other places I noticed that the, the long-legged, slender variety of rooster yeah. that looks like the, the wild, their wild ancestors um, seem to be somewhat dominant. So, well, it would make sense. Yeah, that maybe they're reverting back to that Boy, um, I, genetics I had survival. A, um when you order enough birds from uh, McMurray Hatchery, mm -hmm. they, they throw in, you know, random extra birds. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I got one of those. Really? And it was a cockerel, one of those oh, jungle fowl kind, you uh -huh. know? And, man, those things are bonkers. Oh, like a... Just um, bonkers. A game, game bird. I think is what those are. They, they, I think so. It was just I, all I remember is it was one of those long-legged, long yeah, jungle-looking, right, sleek, yes. you know, and high-strung. Like, mm -hmm. oh man, yeah, that. It, they you'd, say they you'd don't walk make into the pets. hen house, right, <laughs> and all of the birds would just sort of lumber out of the house mm -hmm. because they don't like being in there with you, Yeah, you know, or at least in that hen house because yeah. it was very, I guess, probably a confined space. And uh, that thing would just start ping pong balling off the ceiling, walls, <laughs> floors. It's just insane. Yeah, yeah. They say that that is a really, the personality of those breeds. I think it's the, the all the game game varieties are just really uh high strung high strung they make terrible pets they're really uh yeah wouldn't surprise me that <laughs> those guys are the ones that live out there and yeah the, yeah because yeah they nope. kind of have a hair, hair trigger they seem less domesticated and more easily set off and probably they're less likely to get caught by yeah, people too exactly yeah, yeah oh what was that funny thing um 
Gosh, I wish I could remember. It was like the human being can run seven miles an hour. Right. It was like, yeah, humans can run like eight point something miles an hour and chickens can run nine. Basically like 0.2 faster. Yeah, just fast enough to outrun the average human. Almost like they've <laughs> they've evolved that way. Yeah, because they're so delicious. So. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I thought that was funny too. If, if humans evolved to get faster... Will chickens get faster? The too? chickens would probably evolve to get faster yeah. in turn. <laughs> That's pretty, yeah. Well, so let's see. Have we covered? Is there anything else that we can say about the Fair Oaks Chicken Festival? Mm -hmm. I have the feeling that we might have missed some things, yeah. like in terms of the programming, but it wasn't a really large right. festival. Yeah. So we and didn't it, just sit around on the straw bales waiting for the next stage act. I've got to be honest, it wasn't as chicken-centric as I would have hoped. It well, was a great festival. Could it ever be as chicken-centric as you would want it to well, be? I, I just imagine I have this fantasy. A giant it's not gold true. chicken statue that, in the middle of the park like, with people just <laughs> bowing down yeah, to it. Yeah, something like okay that. okay with Amber. Or like people from all over the world coming to celebrate the chicken in Fair Oaks, California. Right. But, you know, it's a tall order to fill. So they, they have some... Uh, yeah, I guess I kind of imagined you know, that it would be all chicken-related booths. Yeah. And then I got there and thought, why did you think that? That's ridiculous. I know, ridiculous. I thought the same thing. <laughs> and then I also thought, oh, that's kind of silly. Because um, most people aren't actually like us. They don't want everything chicken all the time. No. Not like no. not like us here at Twin Beaks Chicken Podcast. That's right. <laughs> well, well, we'll convert them. We did leave yeah. some chicken propaganda yeah to that hopefully cool. draw new people into the fold yes <laughs> into the flock all right folks um i guess then we're gonna call it an episode yeah um thanks for tuning in sorry that we missed the last week there things are still coming together here at the house and uh you know we we do try. We do fully intend to continue with the podcast. This is not pod fade. In fact, Amber and I have been talking about uh, expanding things out a bit mm -hmm. and what else we can do to... Yeah, we're talking about video stuff. Go chicken crazy. We'll have to learn a new skill. To be we're, we've got to do some video editing. We mm -hmm. found a forgotten episode zero of the Twin Beaks yeah, podcast from when from we Guatemala. were in Guatemala. So that's going to be... <laughs> Fun. I know you guys really liked the interview with uh, Grandma mm -hmm. um, episode when we talked to her about chickens and, and shamanism and Guatemala. That's right, Guatemalan chicken shamanism, and yeah. So this video kind of takes a different angle, and uh, you get to look at Amber's pretty face, tell you all Aww. about chicks. Aww. What more could you want? Okay, folks, so thanks again for tuning in. Please check us out on Facebook at the Twin Beaks Chicken Church. That is our Facebook group where you can uh, post things that you want to share with the world. We do get a lot of fun and interesting stuff from different people that somehow we don't find in our fanatic chicken searches. So It's we, really cool. We really do appreciate that. Please Please, please um, leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, that once we get a few more reviews, it will iTunes will rate the show. 
as six out of five because we're fantastic <laughs> and uh that will allow other people to help find the show which will you know help us find more content and make the show better for mm -hmm. you guys um we're going to be doing a lot of fun things in the future with the show so we want to get as many people on board as possible not to mention that we put quite a bit of work into the show and it's always nice to hear from people on iTunes that they appreciate it so we know that it's the thing to do. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can also check us out on Twin Beaks uh, on Facebook. That's just our regular page where we post updates to the show and s that sort of thing. Um, and check us out at twinbeakschickenpodcast.com online where we have pictures, art. That's where we post the podcasts first, write the summaries. Uh, we've a got a forum. A lot of there that Shannon's written too. I wrote a few articles there. I'm going to be writing a few more. I'm going to be posting like maybe the episode zero might only be available through the website that's what I think I'm going to do, actually, mm -hmm. uh, because you can't... I think you can post videos on iTunes as a podcast, but I, hmm. in my experience, um, you don't notice that. This one's very visual, too. So. Well, I mean, you don't notice it's a video. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, there were a few podcasts that mm -hmm. I downloaded every episode for like a couple of years, and then I just happened to be looking at it in my desktop and mm. go, what's that TV screen? Oh, oh this is actually a video. Huh. And I had it on my on my iPod for years huh. and had no idea. Wow. So anyway, yeah, we're probably going to post that on the website, and we'll tell everybody to go look at the website and, uh, to see that video. Let's see. Um, Amber, what's the name of that collection of photos that you have oh. that I always get wrong? Yes, on Pinterest, you can check out a visual, oh my gosh, just... Cornucopia. Uh, cornucopia of beautiful Victorian, bizarre anthropology, kind of like historical old pictures of chickens people in chicken costumes all kinds of things that are related to chickens that i think are really cool Occult chicken on you yeah kind of i kind of try to stay away from your typical like kind of kitschy like chicken stuff that is is all over the place um and go for the strange like old bizarre kind of esoteric chicken stuff yeah, or right. art, art nouveau victorian chicken things and that is um the Pinterest page is called just Twin Beaks Chicken Podcast, mm -hmm. and you should check it out. I've got tons and tons and tons of um, pictures. Many are linked to interesting articles as well. Okay, everybody. Oh, is it time for goodbye? And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to say thank you very much once again for listening and enduring the social media gauntlet. Amber and I would like you to embrace every single one of your chickens individually and look into their soft eyes and whisper, Twin Beaks Chicken Podcast loves you. Aww. Thank you very much and thank good night. You. Good night. So, Amber, what do you think chickens are talking about when they're out there in the yard standing around making those noises at each other? Hmm, 
I think they're probably discussing where to get the best bugs or maybe how to get the most food out of us when uh, they see us. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, some this, strategies for uh, This time um, you peck eating. them in the heel and I'll, yeah. he'll drop something yeah. and then I'll rush in. Probably mostly bugs. Maybe that is. You know what I was thinking is uh, that uh, Mary Hugen Eitzman uh, has it right when she's looking through the eyes of a chicken I, and uh, they're thinking about Jean-Paul Sartre's philosophy. Oh, my. Really? Yeah. Chickens, chickens are thinking about Philosopher philosophy. chickens. Yeah, they all stand around. Really? They know where the food is. Oh, yeah. So Ooh. they have, you know, it's just like humanity. That After we figured out agriculture, mm-hmm. now we have time for philosophy. So yeah. I think that they... They have all their food needs. Sit that, around shelter. and question their identity relative to each other oh my gosh something this is quite a development i hadn't considered this before well it so happens that uh mary here has a uh video oh wow of just the sort of philosophical conundrums that chickens go through what do chickens think about let's find out There once was a chicken named Skippy who lived all alone her whole life. She was surrounded only by unconscious objects, such as her home, trees, or the sun. She is always completely absorbed in what she is doing, whether she is just observing the world, eating, or flying. In fact, she is always so absorbed in what she is doing, she does not need to describe herself or her actions in any way. And why would she, for she is surrounded only by unconscious objects? That is, until another chicken randomly showed up. Skippy is suddenly a transformed chicken. She realizes that she's not just a set of actions anymore, but she is what Rusty judges her to be. She finds that she exists in relation to Rusty the chicken, which means that other beings do in fact exist. Rusty the chicken took away Skippy's freedom, the freedom to be whoever she wanted to be, and to be a truly authentic chicken. Wherever Skippy looked, Rusty was judging her and trying to possess her freedom. Skippy did not want to be controlled by Rusty because Rusty was in a sense creating her, and is therefore a threat. However, Skippy did want Rusty to conform to the description she gave of Rusty herself. Therefore, while Skippy was trying to free herself from the hold of Rusty, Rusty was attempting to free herself from the hold of Skippy. And while Skippy was trying to enslave Rusty, 
Rusty was also trying to enslave Skippy. This creates a paradox, which all beings will unsuccessfully try to break till the end of time.